I'm not even exaggerating. Like I literally won a car from like a giveaway from this type of, you know, thing. And it's like, I, fl- I, I literally told my girlfriend, I was like, babe, I think I'm gonna win this car. And like, I said it out loud like three times and I won the fucking car. Welcome to Elevated Frequencies, the show that gives you access to the next level of house and techno so you can explore an elevated lifestyle. I am super honored that today's guest gave me the time of day because he is one of the busiest artists out there. Nitty, also known as Nitty Gritty, half of Side Piece, half of Say My Nitty, is a Grammy award-winning producer, social media maven, and one of the top producers in the world. If you've been listening to this show from the beginning, I always say if you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. And that couldn't be more true for Nitty. So today we're diving in to how he manages to do it all. Thank you so much for joining me. It is so nice to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And can I say, uh, first ever Grammy affiliated artist on this show. So that's pretty cool. I love it. That's, uh, that's definitely, uh, one of my favorite things. Uh, I feel like that you can like quantify cause it's hard with music to like be like, Oh, you're good or not. So it's like, it's nice to have, you know, it's not always the best thing because they, they're sometimes weird about how you win or, you know, the politics, mm-hmm. but I try to look at everything with like a grain of salt and happy to be you know, honored in that way. So I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, it's not even the most interesting thing about you, which is pretty amazing, like (laughs) digging into your profiles and just everything that you've done with music, but even more so your brand as a whole is so incredible. And I'm sure you've talked about this ad nauseum, but one big pillar of the show is like the entrepreneurship side of music and building a brand And what I'm just so blown away by is how you seem to have this ability to be everywhere all at once. You have all these collabs, these projects with other artists, but then you're like, you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, you're on Twitter, you're, you're killing all, like you're checking all the boxes. So like, (laughs) how, how are you doing that? Um, I just don't do it alone. I mean, the real key is a, you're usually feeling overwhelmed. So you know, once you bring in people that you trust, and it takes, you know, it's, it's taken me a while, I feel like, to like build up to the people that I really trust. Obviously, my management team does so much, but now I finally have a team of like, you know, people that help me plan. You, you know, honestly, one of my, my favorite people on my team is it's the most basic thing and, and she's great, but like she helps me just literally schedule things on my calendar. And I know that sounds so basic, but it's huge for me because it's like something that simple puts all the little pieces together and makes it so I can post on TikTok today. And then, you know, we go talk to someone who helps me with my, you know, social media. And then there's people that help mm-hmm. with the PR. So it's like, it really is just a team effort. And I'm getting, the older I get, the more mature I am, like with that type of stuff with my team. And even right now I've been like talking to him about, I'm like, Hey, like let's come into this year and really do the best things for me in terms of like efficiency, because that's, I love being able to have as much time for creativity and leave away all the other stuff until, you know, or kind of the opposite, get it out of the way in a sense where it's like, Hey, let's do the boilerplate stuff. And then now let me go be an artist and 
getting in and out of that is probably the hardest part, but it really just the short answer is like, I just don't do it alone. And I really have to, you know, trust the people I work with to help me do all those things and, and, you know, get my voice out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love that you're talking about your team. One thing that's super interesting to me is to learn how successful artists started to build it. And like, where did you start? Like, obviously we know having a manager, you know, is an important part of any artist team. But beyond that, where did you start to think about like, here's where I need the most help. Here's where my strengths are and my weaknesses. Who can I bring on? So like, who is that first person besides the manager? Um, so I had, I had one manager when I started, but honestly, what's funny is I ended up adding other managers because they kind of all brought something. So I, I essentially have a team where, you know, I have multiple managers, but they kind of all do different things. And that actually is kind of how it's spread apart the different, you know, they delegate one more towards touring, one more towards scheduling, stuff like that. And once I had that as like a building block, I would always recommend starting with that because they help you make those decisions for what you're asking, which is like, for me, it was a photographer, videographer. That's kind of the first mm-hmm. thing. You got to capture what's going on. Um, and then once you kind of have, you know, we spent just years, just me and a photographer, no tour manager, no social media manager, no PR person. Um, and it was just getting stuff, building the page, you know, get to a hundred thousand or get to whatever you feel is comfortable. And I don't know, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's just all about engagement now. So I feel mm-hmm. like when I started, it was like, get to 100K, but now it's like, you can right. have 20,000 followers and be crushing it. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then once you kind of have the, the content and then you get overwhelmed with too much content, which is like, I'm kind of in this boat now where it's like, I have so much that I needed someone to help me organize it and schedule it. So it's kind of like building blocks on what you think you need that next person to help manage, you know, efforts. And for me, it's usually, musically is actually the easiest. I won't say the easiest because... Um, it's never easy to finish projects, but I naturally tend to go work on an airplane. I will go work on music mm-hmm. and in a hotel, I'll work on music. And I just, you know, it's the, it's the most natural thing for me. And some people are actually the opposite. They're like really good with content. And sometimes they, I know very, really successful people that their music is actually, they're like, yo, how do you work on an airplane? How do you work it out? Like they have to be comfortable in a different setting. So for me, it was always like, musically I could do most of it and then ask for help later. But all the like managing of my time, I'm, I'm, I try to be, you know, organized and, and on time and stuff, but I'm definitely kind of like fit into that artist bill where like, I'll just go off and start working and, and I love getting lost in, yeah. in it and not no outside world. So that for me, that's at least what has helped is getting my organization stuff. You know, most of that helped with, with people that are like keeping me on track and scheduling. And then I can be a creative outside of that. So pro- probably in that order, you know, with the manager photographer and then scheduling and, and social media management, that was kind of how I built. And yeah. my team helped me build the rest of the team as well. It's, it's huge because um, one, I think a lot of people think that they need to do everything themselves. It's like the noble way, or they are too afraid to relinquish control like over, oh, well, I don't want somebody to tell me how to make my content or whatever. And then another thing is, you know, people are scared to make an investment. And I know that everyone's at different stages in their career. So it might not be feasible to hire on, like, you know, add 10 new members to your team. Mm -hmm. But at some point, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, this is just my opinion. At some point, you need to bring on help if you want to get to the next level. Sometimes it means taking a step back, either you're paying out of pocket, you know, for that help or whatever it is to be able to take five steps forward. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's the number one thing I think is you got to reinvest like almost all of the money, you know, in the beginning of my career was just a cycle of like, yeah, we were making money, but we just cycled it back through into the tour, into the photos, into the videos, Mm -hmm. into the music promotion. And, you know, it's like, you kind of have to, it's the only way to grow really. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a risk. I'm, I'm, I'm about to be kind of going back into that same mindset with the next nitty, you know, project slash album kind of ideas I'm having. So I'm about to, at any stage you can do, it doesn't matter if it looks like you've gone far or you're beginning or towards the middle of your career, whatever it is. It's just always, there's always a time where you kind of have to like take that risk and start building again and, and, you know, put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important for people to hear. And it also means like maybe holding back on, it's like you get a little bit of money and you're like, Oh, I want to go buy that thing or upgrade my apartment or whatever. It's like, but if I reinvest into my artist project, you know, who knows where that can take me. So I think you have, you have to have that focus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, your content, I, one thing I noticed about you is you do the trends, which I think is so impressive because I, I just don't have that brain built to like come up with something every time I see a trend. Like you did that TikTok, like we're producers, of course we, you know, <laughs> but then you also come up with a lot of original concepts. So you said you have somebody helping you with content, but can you walk me through your process? Do you have like a day where you're like, today I'm going to think about all the things I'm going to put out next week or is it kind of just like ebb and flow? Yeah, I mean, recently I've been going towards, I try and have like a day of the week, um, usually like Mondays, honestly, just because I love getting stuff out of the way of the week. So at the, because if you really think about most people's like brains, like a day, a week, a month, maybe a year, most of the time, the beginning is where you're kind of focused, right? Beginning of the day, you wake up a little more focused than the end of the day. Beginning of the year, you're a little easier before the holidays. Beginning of the week, Monday, you're like, all right, I'm back on it. But then the weekend, so like, I've really noticed this trend with myself specifically where like, I want to get that stuff out of the way. And I I literally have like uh, a meeting um, usually once a week where I'm like, hey, let's just go over like concepts. And honestly, most of like funny stuff, I kind of just sit here and kind of have fun with it. And then, you know, sometimes I do it myself. Sometimes, um, my editor comes over and helps me and it's like, I've done a lot of it by myself. And I've also just been like going off of people. I, I, I I go either way. Um, but it also is like, it is hard to teach that. I don't know. I don't know how to like, and again, I'm not always the best at it either. There's people that are even better than that. So it's like, I probably have to still realize I can't be the best one of that or some maybe someone's not as good as me at it but it's like there's different areas where like I like and enjoy and I I was like one of the first like DJs on TikTok doing like beat videos and stuff like that and it was just because it came naturally I wasn't like forcing it so I would say if it's you know if it's stuff where it becomes naturally and like I'm I'm usually thinking about little funny stuff I I watch like South Park and 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 I do love that type of stuff so I enjoy taking certain things lightly um it's just like, yeah, you really do have to try to do it though. It's not just like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I just think of an idea and I just feel like everything yeah. takes time. That's the one lesson I learned is like a stupid video like that DJ one took an hour to make, you know, and yeah. it doesn't sound like a lot of time. You're like, oh, just an hour, but it's like, no, it's a an hour on something is a long time, you know, it's like yeah, on, a, on a two minute video. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it's funny that you say this. So my brother, he's a producer as well. His name is Prapa and he has like students that he, that always ask him like, 
how do I make content? And he's like, think about your day, like as kind of dystopian as this sounds, think about your day in chunks. Like how could you make content out of something like that you're making breakfast right now? And if, if you start thinking about like going through your life that way, it will start to come more naturally. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's literally like, it's, it's something that you have to practice at. And I think the resistance is that a lot of people don't want to because they're like, I just want to make fucking music. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's, that's where that. you get the resistance. That's like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth that too, because I love making certain styles of content where it's a little more, you know, trendy and this and that, but I'm even me, I'm like excited. I'm about to start stepping into more branding and this whole look and feel of the new album. That's going to, you know, feel like more of a cohesive thing and not just like, random spurts and that to me is actually harder because i've never you know i can come up with little stupid videos any day of the week so it's now i'm taking the risk to like kind of like you know like elenium has it where he just you look on his page and it just has all the branding and everything super slim and i was like oh that's something i've never done before and i want to try it and i think yeah. i can be successful at it if i work with a team and talk to the people and you know the music's all feeling cohesive and stuff like that so even for me where like one side of that content is maybe easier. Now I'm trying another piece because I've always wanted to, you know, have that cohesiveness and it's something I'm not, you know, I've never actually done, you know, successfully yet. So it's even for me at this stage, I'm like, yeah, I may have done that. Now I'm learning something new. And it's like, a lot of people don't realize like it also is changing. That's what Diplo, Tiesto, a lot of the kind of OG electronic guys, I feel like they're always reinventing or learning a new style, a new thing. Like they're like, you know, in the beginning Diplo was doing like memes and stuff. And now he doesn't really do that anymore because you can't just stay the same. So like, yeah, maybe I'm doing certain trending kind of funny videos here and there, but I'm realizing like, oh, for me at the end of the day, when I, you know, die, what I want to look back on is, oh, this style. So I'm like now trying to learn this like cohesive. I want to make an album musical, playing my instruments, um, stuff like that. So I'm like gearing towards that. But I obviously used a lot of the other stuff to get to a point where I was like, you know, able to. I guess, have the opportunity to invest, reinvest my money and do stuff like that. Yeah, that that's a, a really good point. Um, it's easy to get comfortable when you're doing something well and it's working and you're getting the engagement, but a good artist or any good creative knows that when things have kind of been good and working for a while, that might mean it's time, you know, to, to take a turn. Like I just, my, my last episode was with Barkley Crenshaw you know, yeah. the, and, and he was Claude and now he's like, things were going great for Claude, he's but trying he, to- he, he's going back to his roots. And so if you want to, you know, if you want to stay relevant, you, you do have to evolve and challenge yourself because you, you learn things along the way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Agree. That's really cool. Um, and I saw, cause digging through all your socials, I saw something you posted on, um, Twitter too, about like writer's block and like creativity block and I think that's really important to talk about because I wrote it down. Um, you said something about like when you're not having inspiration, like you can still create, like you can create through writer's block. And I think yeah. like a lot of change can be inspired, you know, from pushing through that. So talk, talk to me about that tweet. Cause I thought that that was like a really valuable bit of information you're giving your followers. Yeah. I think um, it's just personal I've been through it exactly like that. So it's, it really is just, I've lived that type of writer's block where I'm like, am I really, sometimes it's like distracting or 
deceiving, I will say, where it actually isn't writer's block per se. You might just be aiming in the wrong direction. Because once you start aiming in the right direction, there's no such thing as writer's block. Like I realized that, I guess, with this new um, kind of area I'm going into with Nitty, where like I had a departure from the original sound where I love, you know, bass music and just a big energy. And just, I love, I've always loved metal. I've always loved rock. So like that type of energy has always, you know, brought my stage presence to the, to the highest level, I feel like. And, you know, through COVID with side piece and stuff, it was, it was kind of like that did so well. It was hard to remember what Nitty was doing. So I kind of had this moment where I was like, man, what do I make for Nitty? Why am I like having trouble? But it was more just, I wasn't looking or aiming at direction. I was like, wait, let me come back. Like, what do I love? What do I like? What do I need to go get inspired from? And I started, you know, re-listening to all Bring Me Horizon stuff and their new shit and certain metal bands that I hadn't listened to. And just going back into, you know, even the killers, like they're still releasing music and just all these things, a big anthem rock and and certain like, mm-hmm. you know, mainstream metal and stuff like that. I was like, what are my actual influence? And then it just started like, there was no such thing. It's like, it's so easy. Now I'm like, what do I remix? Anything that's in that vein. What do I make? Something that's inspired by that. How do I make content? However I want, as long as it pertains to that. And it was just, it just disappeared. And it was like this weight lifted. Where I was like, oh, that's right. I like this stuff a lot and I'm good at it. So it's like, it just really led the way um, to kind of remove that piece. Cause a lot of times people are like writer's block their writer's block is like, oh, I see, I don't know who's, I'm just trying to think of someone who's here, like John Summit killing it right now. I have writer's block. I can't make music like John Summit. I'm like, you have writer's block because you're trying to be John Summit. Right. But what do you like? And if it is tech house, that's fine. Or if it is whatever house music, but like aiming towards a goal of like comparison is always going to give you writer's block because you're not going to be, he's probably been figuring this out for his 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be figuring my shit out for almost 10 years. And it's like, these kids come up and they're like, yeah, I have a writer's block. I'm like, oh, honey, like that's not writer's block. You just didn't figure out your sound yet. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's just a thing where we, we think, you know, when you're a kid and you listen to like emo music, you're like, oh, I'm so depressed. I've been through so much course, in my life. And it's like, then you get older. You're like, damn, that was nothing compared to what I just went through. It's like, it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah, it can be writer's block, but just if you really go with your actual music that you want to make for you, and then you go within that, you should be able to 90% of the time, unless it's for another reason that you're having writer's block, like personal issues, which is totally separate. I totally understand. Like that can be a real thing, but most people's is deceiving and it's not writer's block. They're just having a comparison trap and they're like, Oh, I want to be like him. And I'm like, you're not going to be like him in one year. You know what I mean? So yeah, I love that you said there's no such thing as writer's block. If you're aiming in the right direction, that's, that's really really powerful. And and the whole comparison thing, one big thing. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a branding consultant and what I always tell people and it gets confusing is you have to create your personal brand and whatever art or you make or whatever you do has to be for you. And by being yourself, you will find people who are attracted to that because they are like you, you, you can't create for other people. It's literally this book. That's like, what that is that book? It's just this Rick Rubin book where he had like the, oh, I think it went viral too. So like, yeah, yeah. He's the best. Yeah. I just think people saw it so they might recognize it, but he mm-hmm. literally says that when you make music for other people, like that's usually the biggest trap of creating music and art it, art in general, he says, but because yeah, you're, you're guessing. Cause if you're making music for other people, of course you're going to get writer's block. Cause you don't know what they like. 
you're guessing, but when you're making it for yourself, it's like, you know what you like at this, you know, it, of course, tastes evolve. Like I'm a different person. I'm sure you are too. I'm 32 in a couple of weeks. I'm a way different person than I was at 22. Yeah. But in general, the tastes and what you've liked, like have somewhat remained the same, yeah. you know? Um, the, you know, the kids shows you watched as a kid, like the music you grew up listening to all of that stuff, you know, makes you who you are. And so I just think that's really important because people, like you said, they want to compare and they just want to be the next whoever it's like, no, be the first yourself. Yeah. And, and again, it's like the references, like uh, one of my tricks, like that's super simple is like, I love, I'm just a YouTube person like it, it's such a fun whole I, I know tiktok can also replace that i just find myself with like long form content better mm-hmm. if i want to dive into it a little more um but you can do the same thing on tiktok where it's like if you kind of just get a little bit dis- and this is dangerous waters for people that easily get distracted on social media so i wouldn't say if you're like someone that just like is a scroller or every but i'm the opposite i literally don't do that unless i want to Cause most of the time I want to be doing something else. Cause like half my life is social media. So mm-hmm. for me, just going on watching old music videos or new music videos or little music documentaries or even shit about cars or whatever, there's just all these ways where I like get inspiration from just enjoying someone else's, you know, whatever they're presenting. And it just, you watch like, you know, an hour of, of certain things, especially if you're trying to make music, if you watch an hour of music videos or music documentaries, nine times out of 10, you're going to be like excited to go try a song. Like that's just a real cheat code. I feel like a lot of people, I don't know. That's just the simplest one. It works almost every time. So. Yeah, that's, that's really smart. And being, I think the, the trap of social media too, is it takes us out of reality. Um, I think it's different. What you said, watching music videos, that's different than engaging on like social media, like commenting, seeing what so-and-so is doing, yeah. but like even like being out, um, you know, I like, like my like hobby that I don't monetize. I just like doing little crafts, like making random little shit. Right. And so when I'm out in the world, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to be more present and taking in what I'm seeing, what I'm hear hearing, like everything around me, because that's inspiration. And I feel like we've really just having phones with us 24 seven have gotten away from that. Yeah. No, we're that's miss, we're missing it. When you take I'm I mean I'm I'm ha- I guess I'm happy I'm still good at that, but like I really I drive with like no music usually or no things or like I work out, I don't really be overly like I'll listen to more like a it's weird it's working out with a podcast, but like I kind of like it. I don't know. It's like sometimes yeah. even doing nothing or working out with no music or being alone with your thoughts is mm-hmm. pretty interesting what for me, it's God, but for whatever anyone believes, the universe just gives you sometimes. Like, yeah, I, I watched this. Uh, I think it was honestly another podcast, and this this woman said to this guy, she was like, "Why do you? How do you think luck works?" and and stuff like that. And he's like, "I don't know." And she's like, "Let me explain to you." She's like, "If if you came to work today, can you name how many red cars you saw?" And he's like, "I don't know, maybe." one or two and she's like now what if i told you i give you a hundred dollars for every red car that you saw on your way he was like i'd be looking for them and she's like exactly Mm -hmm. so these lucky opportunities and these things are you even looking for them because most people like they're just they're distracting themselves by watching a show or distracting themselves so they're not looking for what they really want they're just like consuming a bunch of shit so that to me i've always like been a 
a visualizer, a dreamer. I say things out loud and I'm not even exaggerating. Like I literally won a car from like a giveaway from this type of, you know, thing. And it's like, I, fl- I, I literally told my girlfriend, I was like, babe, I think I'm going to win this car. And like, I said it out loud, like three times and I won the fucking car. That's, so it's like that's amazing. Other things. Like I had a dream. This is a funny one. I don't think I've ever said this on like a interview. Cause I kind of just remembered it. But like, I remember having this weird dream at a picnic table with like John Krasinski from the office, Justin Bieber and like Diplo. And this was way before I worked with him. And it was the weird, I don't even remember what we talked about. And I was just like, I woke up, I was like, that was so weird. And like, I think it was like a year later that I started like emailing Diplo and like, there's just been all these weird things where like, I've had a dream or I've had a thing and I just don't ignore them anymore. Like I never, ever ignore that shit because nine times out of 10, like you're given a lot more than as, as long as you're perceptive and you're looking for it. That's what people don't do. They don't look for those, you know, red cars per se. So I like, that is one of the craziest shit to me that you can't explain. and just always happens. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say this. I am a big believer in everything that you just said, especially the part about saying things out loud, because saying things out loud makes them more tangible and feel more obtainable. Because of course, if you like, if you say, oh, I'll never be able to do X, Y, Z, you know, you just blow it off in your mind. But like, if you write it down, if you say it out loud, you talk to your partner about it. My husband and I do the same thing. We're always saying things like, one one thing was like, we're flying to Hawaii next month. And I was like, we got to upgrade these tickets. You're like 6'5". We need the extra leg room. I was like, it's $700. I was like, let's both make an extra $700 tomorrow. And we both made an extra fucking $700. Like I Crazy. got I got something that came in for 700, like a brand deal. He, he has a remodeling company and like they added on like literally $700 of work. Love it. And I was like, this is cra-. like, and we just kept doing it. And so now we always say like, Ooh, can you go make X amount of money today or do, do this, do that. And it's so yeah. fucking real. And guess what? Like it costs nothing to just try. I don't know why more people don't try. Like, yeah. what do you, what do you have to lose? Right? Yeah. I, I mean, that I go on about that all day. I've, I've seen it work in my favor every single time. I mean, you know, people get, I think people get, there's a patience thing to it. I'm sure, you know, as someone that's mm-hmm. had it work, you've mm-hmm. had it not work too. So it's like, right. it is funny though, that you normally know the ones that you're like, this is a real, you yeah. start to notice the ones like yes. when I, like now people are like, yeah, tell me I'm going to win a car. I'm like, like, I, I can't, you know, it doesn't work that way. I just knew, I knew when I knew and I never say it again. I'll never, unless I feel it ever again, I won't, I'm not going to be like, you get a car. I'm not fucking Oprah. You know what I mean? It just doesn't right. make sense to just start doing that. But when you know, you know, it's just a weird, you get better and better at it. Yes. What you do, you get better and better at it. And it is in order for it to work for you, you have to have the switch flip in your brain that you're looking for the red cars. Yeah. Like if you're not committed to that, it's not going to work. And I'm sure you feel this way. I mean, it's hard because like we all have friends and family that we love and we've had forever in our lives. And as we kind of develop and like start to see things that way and they don't, there's, there can be friction. Yeah. But I know for me, like I really try to not have anyone in my life that's like super cynical or, you know, woe is me all the time. It just, I don't want that energy around. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, that's another life lesson is like, you got to keep your own circle pretty tight. Cause that once you start listening to outside sources, it's just, mm-hmm. it can be hard if they're not the right sources <laughs> or not yes. on your side. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. So before we wrap up, I know like you have all these different, like I said, collaborations with different artists, you're kind of changing your direction on your brand. Mm-hmm. What, what are you most excited about right now? Cause you just, I don't, you're not in the side piece like tour anymore. Right. Did that was, was Chicago your last stop? Yeah, we're doing, um, Portland. Um, it was like, it, it kind of just stuff got moved around at the end of the year. So yeah, we just, we're about to start up a little, um, you know, it's kind of like for the culture type of thing. Like we're about to have some fun just playing these rooms that we, we, we went back to the agent and said, Hey, we love these cities. We want to go back there. Um, and just kind of have fun, get content, be a little more like easy, try out some new music, you know, not some big crazy tours where we got to like overly prepare. Like we kind of just wanted to have fun for a little bit. So we have that type of tour, which is nice, stress-free, go in there, enjoy it, you know, get some dinners, hang out fans. Hopefully now we're not as stressed with like sound checks as much where we can actually like do like, you know, stuff like giveaways. And sometimes like when you're at a big show, like the shrine, you're like, damn, like we have to prepare. We don't know if we have time for to do this. And it's like, you know, have some fun with it. Um, and then, uh, for nitty, I'm like in the middle currently of, of working on my first album and just a whole slew of like, kind of, I was talking about a little bit before, but I have a really like pinpointed direction, um, in, in the same, you know, categories as like somewhere in between the Kazos and the Elleniums, um, and like, kind of like bring me to the horizon and, uh, you know, even some, some stuff kind of like the killers in a sense where I just love these various areas of, of alternative rock and metal, but you know, with obviously my own flair, I love, there's a lot of like almost anime, uh, influences and like kind of how like the intro songs of anime are always like metal songs, but with like cute little (laughs) singer girls on them. So like, I don't know, there's some of that kind of like influence and I also just love anime. So, um, yeah, there's just all this really direct stuff where I was like, I love this shit. I want to make something that really feels, you know, cohesive. So I'm like in the middle of working on all that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's really exciting because I've never been, I guess, so aligned on Nitty to the point where I'm like, everything makes sense. It's like, it's all right there. You know, there's like a, I have a, a remix of like Lincoln park and a remix of like, awesome. I don't know, just very, very like it's not all like oh it's just alternative or just new metal it's just it's just like the, the general you know 90s through through now alternative and rock and stuff so i don't want to overly be like i'm just metal or i'm just this but those types of sounds where you have everybody screaming at the top of their lungs and and you know just that feeling of togetherness where it's like that's where the dance kind of comes into it and it's, obviously it's an electronic uh based project it's not like i'm making a band or anything um but it's just something so exciting where I've always, you know, gathered my thoughts and musically towards that direction. So that's what I'm super excited on to, uh, to work on. That's awesome. Well, you seem like a very busy guy, but happy to be busy and, you know, your fans and, and the industry is, is the beneficiary of that. So thank you so much for, spending some time sharing your wisdom. A lot of what you said is so important for people to hear from, you know, someone they look up to. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Great, you know, insight on the questions and stuff. A lot of people don't really take the time to do that. So it means a lot, honestly. It makes it way more fun to do these when it's when it's something like this and not just like, name three songs you like right now, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. 
One thing about me is I'm not forcing my beliefs on manifestation and the universe on others because I know that it requires a very open mind. So I love when artists bring it up first because it's just confirmation that I am bringing the right people on the show. I love Nitty's story about how we want a car because it's more proof that stating your desires has merit. I always talk about journaling on this show that it's a great way to start working on getting comfortable with saying your desires out loud. So that is my challenge for you over the next few days. Write down at least three things that you really want. Be specific, as specific as Nitty saying he's going to win a fucking car. And if you want to go more in depth with this, you can sign up for my free weekly newsletter where I have a ton of goal setting journal prompts or you could snag my vision boarding guide. Both are linked in the show notes and in my stand store in my bio on social. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I will see you next week.